Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. We're constantly exposed to waking up from a dream. And during our day-to-day waking reality, this can happen too, if we are available to it. So the governing dynamic of awareness is not adding things, it's taking things away. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Awareness is power. And meditation as a tool for awareness is increasingly popular in the Western world, but it's largely completely misunderstood. The tragedy is that the widespread misconception of meditation creates stagnation and missed opportunities in people that can span an entire lifetime. It's not about relaxing, it's not about clearing your mind, and it's definitely not about controlling your thoughts. Even if you've been meditating your entire life, you may have been going in circles without this key distinction that has to do with the nature of awareness itself. And if you're just getting started with meditation, then you definitely don't want to miss this series. Keep listening to find out more. This series is from a recent webcast that happens each week for our members. For more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, please go to clearandopen.com. Now let's dive in. What is the point of meditation? Uh, I I think I got the answer. To understand that like your thoughts aren't necessarily something that needs to be believed. Good guess, good attempt. And no, that's not the ultimate point. Ooh, ultimate point. What's the ultimate point? You you guys are going to say a bunch of stuff that's all true like with a small T, but not with a big T. We're looking for the ultimate point here. To become aware of your own ability to control your thinking. Mm-hmm. That one, I hope I remember because I want to come back to that. No, that's I, not the point. I won't remember it. Well, we'll try. That's a good one. Nope, that's not the point either. Keep going. Tell me all the things, all the ideas out there, all the ideas you have, they're all going to be wrong. So what are they? Be present? Nope. Present. Nope, that's not it either. Keep going. What's all the other stuff we're told about it? Differentiation. Mm, interesting. Also not the point. Oh, to think of nothing. To be ah, empty. Definitely not the point. That's not what I think it's about, but that's what people say. Yep, that's out there. That's why they say they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, that creates a suffering loop. What else? To relax, right? To clear your mind. People, you've said that. To get better at focusing. How about to become enlightened? Nobody said that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. To awaken, to transcend. To levitate. To levitate. Some people try that. Seriously? To actually physically levitate? Yep. Wow. I've I'm experimented doing it. with looking back at myself. Say again? I've experimented with trying with looking back at myself. Okay, to to look back at yourself and see yourself more accurately, to improve your physical health, mental health, emotional health, to heal childhood wounding. Lots lots of stuff we could say, right? 
And it's not that any of those things aren't true benefits of meditation, but they're not the point. What is the point? To meditate. (laughs) One of the best answers there is. To be mindfully aware. Mm. Also not the point, but a benefit. Okay, so I'm going to leave this a cliffhanger for a while and say that Peter's answer was the best in the context of the ultimate point, even though it doesn't really tell us anything. It's koanic. You guys know what a koan is? Mm-mm. A koan is a, 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 a kind of mind puzzle. It, the sound of one hand clapping, that's a koan. An idea to short circuit your mind. What, what did your face look like before your parents were born is a koan. Leaning surely against a tree, I fall is a koan. There's lots of them. One part of uh, Zen is, depending on the school and the techniques, one part of Zen includes meditation as a technique, but there's another whole arm of it that doesn't get a lot of attention and that you could call radical self-inquiry or radical inquiry in general. And so when people work with koans, they'll sit with a question like, what did my face look like before my parents were born? And think about it, you know, 30 minutes at a time, an hour at a time, a day at a time you know, while meditating, while not meditating, just try to sit with that question. And uh, like Morpheus said in The Matrix, it works on you like a splinter in your mind. Uh, These are questions that they're like little, uh, like viruses in a computer. You introduce them and and they they destroy things. And koans destroy self-images. They destroy illusion. That's what they're designed to do because they're, they're always something that the mind can't grok, right? When you try to think of what your face looked like before your parents were born, you can't think of anything, right? Imagine thinking about nothing else for three days. That starts to erode the way your mind works. So that it's not just for passive, passively thinking about it. It's you really put yourself into it. But anyway, that's an aside. So what the, the idea of the point of meditation is to meditate that is a koan, right? Because the mind's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't satisfy the mind's hunger for knowledge, which is exactly what I want to talk about now. And then we'll come back to what the point of meditation is. So you've heard me talk about knowledge, skill, and awareness. I'm going to add a piece to it today. So the idea is that human growth can be characterized in three different ways, gaining knowledge, gaining skill, or gaining awareness. Let me define each each of the three again here. So knowledge is something you didn't know and then you know it. The Magna Carta was signed in, anybody know? 1250. 1215, close. 1215. So some of you didn't know that before. Now you know it. That's how knowledge works. It's a bit of information that moves from not knowing to knowing. How does it work? Well, in one moment, you don't know it, and then somebody tells you, and then you know. Unlike riding a bicycle, I can tell you how to ride a bicycle. It would be difficult to describe, but you could describe it. Would it help the person be able to ride a bicycle? No. In fact, it might even get in the way. <laughs> Probably it would slow them down the more you told them, because right? they'd be in their head trying to remember, what did, what did they tell me? So riding a bicycle is not knowledge. It's a skill. Skill is something that can't be transferred 
just by a simple one-time exposure. It requires repetition, engagement, experience. That's the difference between knowledge and skill. Awareness is a third thing that's different. Awareness, the governing dynamic of awareness is that it moves from instead of the domain of not knowing to knowing like knowledge does or being familiar with and needing to practice like skill does, the governing dynamic of awareness is it moves from completely off your radar, the realm of you don't know that you don't know, to either that you know or more likely it moves to you just don't know it, right? So like, for example, you know you don't know how to do brain surgery, right? You know that there's a thing called brain surgery. You know a little bit about what it's involved, even if it's a tiny bit. You know, things need to be sterile. There's a scalpel involved. You know there's a thing called brain surgery. Maybe you know someone who had it. Maybe you had it. But you know that you don't know how to do it. It's in the domain of knowing because the domain of knowing is you know it or you don't know it, but you still know of it. Awareness has to do with the domain that is beyond knowing. You've all had the experience where something is brought to your attention and it wasn't that you knew about the thing and you didn't have that knowledge. It wasn't a not knowing. It was something that was completely off of your radar, right? Like a way in which, here's a common example, we all have this growing up, a way in which your, one of your parents conditioned you to think something that is actually not your belief right? One day you're just going along like, well, this is what I think. This is how I look at the world. And then uh, next day you go, whoa, that's something my parents taught me. I actually don't think that. That's movement from the unknown to the domain of knowing. It has an awakening kind of quality to it. And this, what's fascinating about this is it happens to us every day, right? Depending on how well you remember your dreams, we have the experience every day, right? When you wake up from sleep, you're asleep and that reality is real to you, right? That dream is real to you. That dream is a real reality, joyful, scary, disconcerting. And then when you wake up, suddenly you realize that reality is not real. And often, you know, if you're having a really disturbing dream, it may take a couple minutes to fully get, oh, okay, None of that actually happened. If it's a really intense dream, it may take all morning to shake it off. But this happens every day. Really, really interesting idea that this happens to us so often. We're constantly exposed to waking up from a dream. And during our day-to-day waking reality, this can happen too, if we are available to it. Okay? So now let's go back to skill, knowledge, and awareness. So the governing dynamic of knowledge is additive. You don't know something and then you know it. It's additive. What time, uh, when was the Magna Carta signed? You don't know. I tell you 1215. Now you know. You've added something to your knowledge. The governing dynamic of skill is practice. You don't know how to ride a bike. You don't have the skill. You practice it. It's not additive. It's, it's practice-based. You could say it's additive over time, but it's, it's additive as a function of, of practice. What is the governing dynamic of awareness? It's not necessarily based in practice, although it can help, 
And it's definitely not additive. You can't just tell someone something they're not aware of and suddenly they become aware of it. You've all tried that with your employees. <laughs> right. I told them the thing they're not aware of and they still don't get it, huh? It's not like telling them a fact about when a document was signed. So what's the governing dynamic of awareness? Deconstructive. Yes. Deconstructive, we could also call it subtractive in order to oppose it to additive. Additive or constructive for knowledge, adding to. Deconstructive or subtractive for awareness. So the governing dynamic of awareness is not adding things, it's taking things away. When you wake up from a dream, the dream goes away and is replaced by the new reality. When you let go of a belief or a thought that your parents put into you, it's a realization of its untruth and it's cleaved away. What are you left with when you realize you have a thought or a belief that isn't true or hasn't been serving you? You're left with a hole to begin with. You don't necessarily get a new belief or a new piece of your identity. You're left with nothing. Besides a resentment. (laughs) (laughs) And then you may even let go of that. Right. It's, It's a losing, not a gaining. In all cases? Well... Not necessarily, certainly. We're talking about sort of the governing dynamic. I mean, certainly there's some times where it happens very quickly, I would say. You may get the new thing very quickly, but there's still a moment where there's an undoing before there's a doing, right? The awareness of, oh, that isn't true. That wasn't true. It's undone. And then you gain the new thing. It may happen really quickly, but I'm asserting that in general, You know, and these lines are not absolute. Like certainly knowing a few things about riding a bicycle will help you ride the bicycle, right? Like how to use the brake. So it's not like no knowledge transfers into skill and no skill transfers into knowledge. And and, and, and it's not like there's nothing additive to awareness. But generally speaking, from a broad brush sense, it's deconstructive. So is it kind of like when a person surrenders, that's, that's... you know, waving the white flag in a way, but when they actually, in their heart, surrender, they gain so much freedom and yes, so much to gain, but they've got to give it up first. Yes, exactly. Right. Through the excellence course, I did my goals and the goals are very centered on having this empire, of uh, all these other businesses that I was involved in and driving to work one day, I asked, do I really, is that what I really want? And the answer was no. So is that, is that what you're talking about? Like I had to, I had a dream, a goal of mine for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. that isn't mine, isn't what I wanted to do. I don't want to do that. Yeah. What happened in that moment? How did it feel? It felt amazing. Mm. And what did you gain in that moment? A space. Yes, yeah, space. I was going to say nothing. Oh. Yeah, in one way, space. right? Now that leads not, to... Not all- nothing from the way of like nothing happened, but I actually gained the nothing, the yes. room filled with nothing. No thingness. No, no thingness. Thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No things. Yes. But can you, that's a great example. Thanks for sharing that, Jamie. And the surrender is another version of it. Um, they're, they're two versions of the same thing where there's an undoing that creates a sense of liberation. Yes. That you can't do like no amount of like sitting and goal setting. And that's not that that isn't important. It is right. 
there's the sort of yang side of thinking about and determining and writing out your goals. And then you were just sort of sitting with it. And it wasn't something you were doing. It was sort of a passive background thing. And it kind of came to you. Is this, do I really want this? That's the weirdest question. It came to you. It found you. And that's part of the governing dynamic of awareness. Sometimes it finds you. And then it undoes things. It was sort of like the clear process running in the background. (laughs) Yes. Because the root of what my goals are is the same as they were before I asked that question. Mm. But my, my goal isn't to, to attain that now in the way that I thought. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You, you beautifully integrated the, the yin aspect of uh, the awareness, yin aspect of goal setting and the yang mind goal creating thing. You have to do both. It was hard to say that this was deconstructed because I feel like I actually added so much. But the adding came after, right? In that moment, you lost your goals. Yeah. Right? I didn't know what I wanted anymore. For yeah. like an hour was lost. There you go. There, there, there was a moment. It doesn't mean it could be a year, it could be a decade, or it could be you know, a split second. But the important thing to get is that it's a losing, not a gaining. That's how awareness works. You lose, oh, I thought I was generous and my accountant just pointed out that I haven't donated a single dollar last year. You lose something in that moment. You lose a self-image, an idea, a plan, whatever it is, you lose something. You lose the dream you were just dreaming when you wake up. Oh, it's gone. It wasn't real. You ever have one of those moments where the dream was so good and you try to go back to sleep to see if you can continue the dream, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Because you lost the dream and you're wanting to get it back. And that almost never works, unfortunately. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.